Welcome to this episode of Care You, where we challenge and encourage listeners to be intentional and embed a practice of reflection into your caregiving. It is our intention that the contents of this podcast are accessible and meet you where you are on your caregiving journey in a non-blaming and non-shaming way. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the show. show. Hey, Stephanie. Hi, Don. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, the <laughs> the listeners don't know this is actually take two. It's the first time we ever had to do that. And you didn't know I was going to bring that up. I didn't, but it goes right along with what we're doing today where we're going to talk a lot about a the process. And so that was a process. Yeah. So we are going to talk about praise and how you make praise count um, with those young people that you have in your life. Yeah. I'm really excited. As we started diving into this topic, we found a research article that actually talked about what I would say is a familiar praise, good boy, good girl, um, and did you know, Don, that that's actually been around and used, that terminology has been used since the mid-1800s? Well, when you said that, I was like, the I mean, that's a long time ago. A long time ago. And what's wrong with, like, how many, have you ever used good boy or good oh, girl? Yes, of course I have. And you'd use both of those because you have. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think the younger my kids were. You know, I didn't, when my son was a teenager, I didn't say, oh, that's a good boy. But especially when they were like super small, um, it was nothing to say that. Yeah. Um, or good job. I mean, I yeah. the very surface level, I don't know, you had a better word for it. I can't remember, but um, the just the term, the generic, that's yeah. what you said, it, the, that kind of praise. And so let's kind of talk about what, how we make praise count. That'll be fun. Yeah, and I think, like, we were trying to boil this down. There is so much out there, so much research. I mean, we're going to put two books on the website um, for you to check out uh, if you're interested. But, I mean, it, there's been so much research on this, dating all the way back, obviously, to probably the 1800s. But, I mean, there are research studies that they're still out there that are reliable, that are from the 40s and 50s about how do you, like, what does praise do to people? What, how do you give better praise? How do you, and so we were really struggling with how do you take this giant topic and kind of boil it down? And I think what we've done is really look at the idea of that process, praising the process over the person, I think is maybe the best way of describing the way we're going to approach this. Yeah, and with that in mind, it's important to do that because otherwise our children will lose their internal motivation. Yeah. And so if we praise the good job, the generic good job, it it that actually could have that, I would say, quote unquote, negative effect. And I think that's what was really interesting and motivating to us to, to put this content out here. Yeah. Can I start with uh, Carol Dweck's Please do. stuff? If you have never read uh, Carol Dweck and Mindset, it is a fabulous book. Um, she I've even read has it. stuff on YouTube, right? Like oh, if you yeah. don't want to read the whole book, you could always go look. I think there's some videos on there that are pretty great. Yeah, um, and I love it's in chapter uh, I had chapter seven, but I think and I want you to think about I'm talking to you, Stephanie, but I also want the listeners to think about this kind of praise. You learn that so quickly. You're so smart. 
look at that drawing, Martha. Is he the next Picasso or what? You're so brilliant, you got an A without even studying. How I think many I've times? said all of them. Yeah. I would say, how many times have we said that? So I'm going to ask the listeners to pause for a second. Have you ever said that to the person that is that you are raising? Like those kinds of things. And she says, if you're like most parents, you hear these as supportive, esteem-boosting messages, but listen more closely. See if you can hear another message. This is what the kids hear. If I don't learn something quickly, I'm not smart. I shouldn't try drawing anything hard or they'll see that I'm no Picasso. I'd better quit studying or they won't think I'm brilliant. It's that internal motivation goes away. Yeah. And I think that's really what, you know, our whole mission is to get you to be reflective and to be intentional. And I think that's kind of what this is all about. We've all said it. There's that non-blaming, non-shaming, non-judgmental. I have said all of those things. I've said them to when I was in the classroom or when my role as a tech integration specialist. I've said that, those kinds of things to students. Now, I think I'm more cognizant about it now, but I still think I slip up sometimes and I make those comments and they seem to be comments that are helpful and that is going to make the person feel good. But research sometimes shows that actually it it's not great for students. It's not great for kids to hear those kind of generic messages all the time. Yeah, that can't be the only way they get praise, right? Yeah. And so it's not, I don't think what you're saying, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think you're saying that you can never say good job oh, and no. leave it at that. But we have to be intentional about the the actual words that we're using because if that's all they hear is good job, then there's no internal motivation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I, it was funny. I was thinking about, like, when I was in, I started to tell you this story earlier, when I was in my undergrad, and I had written what I thought was a really good paper on the economic causes of the War of 1812. It's a riveting <laughs> riveting read. I spent days and hours on this thing, and I got at the top of the page a great job. And I can remember thinking, are you kidding me? I spent all that time. There were no, I mean, nothing inside. I don't know, maybe a comma or two. Nothing inside. Mm-hmm. No idea. Did this professor like my introduction? Where do I want to? Where do I need to change? And so I think that to me is that example I always go back to of it doesn't, you would think the professor probably was like, I gave the guy an A. But it what for me, that was not very fulfilling to just have great job on there. Yeah, and interesting that you bring that up because would it have meant something different to you or would you think you'd have a different reaction had it been wow, Don, I can see you really took a lot of time to dive into this and and really sh- showed us your thought process and your research and, and that process piece. Oh, oh, absolutely. And even as a 21-year-old senior in college, I mean, I, yes, that would have been much more, I think, like, that's what I wanted is, oh, you had a well-reasoned argument there. Like, even that. I mean, I, I know as a teacher, it is difficult 
to go through and comment on everything from everybody's paper. I get that part of it, but there was just great job. And it, it just did not do anything for me. So Yeah. It's interesting that you still remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that it stuck with you. And so how can we think about the things that we're saying and what really what control do we have over that? Yeah. Well, I, oh, I was just, I'm sorry. I was just going to say I was trying to think and, and how to relate that to my own children in my house. And, um, you know, we do talk about the work that comes home the homework, the grades, those types of things. And I do try to be intentional about saying, uh, I can see you really gave it your best. Yeah. Or in a reflection question, I love asking them, and somebody helped me with this. I didn't come up with this on my own, but what is your goal for that project, that paper? And then are your actions matching what your goal is? Well, and I think you're hitting upon uh, a couple of things there. One is, what is, like, we always ask that question when we have guests on, how can I up the odds that my kids will do great when I'm no longer around them? I think you're hitting upon that. If we can start to bring in, what was your goal for blank? Whether it's in sports, whether it's in school, getting the child to start to think about, well, my goal is to get better at these one or two things. And now, you can, as a caregiver, tailor your comments to those goals. And if you notice, and, and keep in mind when we're talking feedback, not all feedback is this positive pat you on the back. You don't, oh my gosh, everything is perfect. It is, based on your goal, how do you feel like you did on this? Mm -hmm. It looks like you got a good grade, but did you meet your goal? And getting them to talk about that and not just say, oh, that's awesome. You got a B or an A or a C or whatever you consider as a parent a good score. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Really great job at breaking down my example because I, I didn't have all that language to go with it, but I was thinking it was something that we've kind of used. And somebody helped me through that process, by the way. I didn't come up with that. How do your goals match your actions? But I think you can really break that down to pretty much anything. Like you said, school or sports, but even money. Oh, right. The, like yep. if you want to save that money. So my, my boys are into shoes right now. I mean, I don't know. It's a thing and they're expensive. Like tennis shoes. Yeah. Not like, like dress shoes. No. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like the newest, best yeah. next, or I don't know, Crocs. Oh, like okay. Slides. Those aren't tennis shoes, but anyways, they all cost money. And so when we talk about like what, so you want those and you're going to buy those. And so your goal is to save a hundred dollars. Well, it takes a long time when you're 13, right? And if you're spending your money at the DG every time, every day, because you want to go get the fire hot Doritos. I mean, yeah. these are real life examples, oh, yeah. right? Uh -huh. Or, but how can I praise that time when you didn't do that? When you decided, because the other day, one of, one of my boys decided to put some money aside and it's like, instead of saying good job, what should I say? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you could, like, even prefacing it, you did a good job thinking through the benefit of saving that money or not spending money. So it's not even getting rid of the good job. It's just the good job. Why is it a good job? Like, when people say, oh, I appreciate you. Like, there are times where I, I want to say this is, it, it would be kind of rude. Oh, what specifically do you appreciate about me? I mean, that's ultimately what we want. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we 
I don't know if the word crave is the right word, but that's what you crave because then you feel like, oh, okay, that person appreciate, that person did a good job or I did a good job with this. That's what I'm going to strive for the next time. It's an internal motivation. Exactly. Yeah. It's internal motivation. Um, there was one other thing you said with that example that I thought was, oh, and just the asking questions. I think sometimes we tend to, as caregivers, parents say, we're the ones that are giving the praise, but helping a child kind of put the praise on themselves. Like, so how did that make you feel when you decided not to spend the money like your brother did or your friend did? Get them to almost do that self-praise. Well, that felt really good because I know I'm $5 closer to this brand new pair of shoes. Yeah. And also walking them through like, it was it easy? That's an easy question. Yeah. And the other question I love asking my kids is what's your plan? So we've talked, I think we've talked about that on here before, but when you are saying about that goal thing, if you really want to give feedback and praise and encouragement, asking what their plan is can also give you real specific pointers to, to point out, to increase their, their internal motivation. Well, and I think this goes along with, there's a, another book that we'll put in there called The Growth Mindset Coach. Um, it is focused, I, it, it's written specifically for teachers in mind, but I think it has some great advice on, I mean, they have a section of a chapter called The Pitfalls of Praise, A Better Way to Praise. Mm-hmm. And they have some specific examples, um, you know, like that you're, you're natural at math. That is so, like, how many times have people said that and replace math with something else? You're a natural at science. You're a natural at social study. I mean, for me. Natural athlete. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was like, oh, you're because I've loved social studies my whole life and was able to grasp those kind Mm -hmm. of things. And I would hear it. But what these two authors, um, Annie Brock and Heather Hundley, they say, these problems didn't give you much of a challenge. Let's move on to something that will really stretch your brain. That's a very different thing than just you're a natural at blank or you're so smart. Um, could you use this? How have you used different strategies to figure out those problems? So I really like this book because it does for teachers, but I think caregivers as well. Um, it gives some very specific kinds of things. Uh, my favorite one are the critiques. Maybe piano just isn't your thing. I can. I feel horrible. And you know my daughter. I can remember saying that to my daughter. Now, I wish I would have had this book because what they say, keep practicing every day you get closer closer to mastering this. Which seems a little bit more motivating, honestly, right? Like, yeah. not a little bit. It really does. But when you say you feel bad, I mean, we seriously have all done it. And oh, so yeah. it's it's okay. Your daughter, does, she, don't worry, we'll get, we'll have her on as a guest and she says she forgives you for that. Yeah, in fact, I would love, it's making me think, like, I want to ask her, because I don't think she enjoyed playing it, but what, why, why would she if those, that's the kind of critique that I was giving her, so. And it kind of is funny that you use that word because we're using encouragement and praise and critique and feedback, and I do love that you said it earlier, it doesn't have to all be sunshine and rainbows. There are times when when you didn't get a great job on the paper, you were actually sharing that you wanted some constructive criticism, right? So we can also provide that for our, our own children and, and the children that are in our care. Um, it's just the words that we use, and I love this podcast for that. It's the intentionality behind it. 
Well, and it was funny, as you just said that, I was thinking about, I, I think sometimes maybe our child comes home, and I, I wish I could think of a specific example, but you can just tell that things didn't go well, and you try to give them a compliment, and they don't, they know they don't deserve it. And that sounds bad, like they don't deserve it, but, oh, you're just you saying did, that because you're my dad. Yeah, and it's like, they know that. So I think it's even recognizing one of the things we had talked about as we were planning this is that idea of really listening and really being present with your child and knowing, okay, this is not a time, like they really struggled with this. They made a bad choice. So for me to say, oh, it's all right, things, it's good, you did a great job. They know that they didn't. They know that they made some choice. Uh, They did something different than what they should have done. Mm-hmm. And I think they recognize that. I think we have to, uh, our kids are smarter than we think they are. Yeah, give them credit. Yeah, My husband always says that after, and my my kids all play sports. So that's the reference that I have for this. But I do try to praise them after things. And Aaron will say, don't tell them that they did good if they didn't do, do yeah. good. So it is a good reminder uh, because they know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I can't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast, and this may be one of those things that, I don't know, maybe we have to edit out, but you're one that doesn't let your kids win at games, right? Absolutely not. And I think it's that same kind of thing. I think that they know, they know that. Yeah. So. We're pretty competitive, so I try yeah. to win on, like, not even as much just for the the process for them, but just because I want to win. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. So you're not trying to teach them the, uh, the yes, the joys of, of having a wholehearted win that you deserve. So, well, as we close here, anything that you want to end with? No, I just hope that you, anybody that's listening can take a moment to just think about all of the, the opportunities that we have to really provide encouragement and be intentional about the praise that um, we give to the kids in our care, but also just quite honestly, any kid that is around, even if it's not in your care, because it can mean, mean a lot. Yeah. Oh, that was well said. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Care You and for showing up for the children in your care. Until next time.